Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. We're going to go in the Passion, Passion Translation, Galatians 2.18. I want you to understand this. Um, we've been talking about following Christ at a greater level of understanding and being obedient and breaking this soul barrier. Now, how many of you been kind of, how many like the summit? The summit was good. If you didn't watch summit, go back and watch it. Because I'm teaching you how to do this. Now, here's what you got to understand. We've been explaining about your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. If you're not careful, it tries to identify with the wrong you. Does that make sense? Okay. It'll identify with the you you used to be and not the you you are. And the problem with that is until you reprogram it, there's nothing wrong with your mind, your will, and your emotions, but you got to reprogram it because if you don't reprogram it to the word of God, by default, you'll go back to who you thought you were. Is that okay? Yeah. So I'm going to show you some stuff. Now, you know this stuff because you got to renew your mind. You know what I mean? That's Romans 12 and 1. Now, everybody like, well, is my mind bad? No. And I got news for you. Jesus redeemed all of you. Does that make sense? But you got to renew your mind. Okay? So that's where you got to understand. And then you got to have thought identification. Remember we talked about that? Where'd that thought come from? Can I keep it? So watch what starts happening if you're not careful. My thought identification is always connected to my identity. My identity now starts becoming my internal picture. Right? Remember, I loved what I was saying. That's why I, you got to go back and watch it. I said, when you train your mouth you paint upon the canvas of your soul because it's a blank picture because you're reprogrammed. I love that scripture. It says in, I think it's Proverbs 16, whatever, 16 or 18. It says, a, it says in different translations, and we don't have to go there. It says a wise man's heart teaches his mouth what he can speak. So you got to understand this. Like, where's this checking? It's internal. So we go, you see? So we're going to go slow. I ain't in no hurry. I just want to make sure you guys get enough for the day, and then you, you, know, you go knock it out. So, so what happens is I get spiritually, the new birth hits my life, and now I'm like, okay, what do I do? Well, I got to get a reprogramming in my mind, my will, and my emotions to be an acceptor of truth, okay? Because rejection is not in the spirit, it's in the soul, okay? You guys all right? You know what I'm saying? So what happens is, what happens if I have a wrong soul, soul image? See, that's, you ever, you ever, when you read the Bible, God's like, you're a champion, you can do all things through Christ. God is never negative. He's always positive. And he's always victorious. Have you ever prayed and God said, oh, we're going to lose this one? No. He's always, on the, he's always in the wind side, right? So what happens is, you go there, you hear that, and then where's the struggle? And in your mind, your will, and your emotions go, how are we going to win this one? See what I'm saying? So the reprogramming of your mind, your will, and your emotions through identification. Now, I want you to understand something. I think I'm going to say something that could really help you today. Write this down. Ident I never said this before. Identification is the, is the master key to renewing your mind. Identification is the master key to renewing your mind. Because in proper identification, there's no resistance of truth. 
there's only acceptance of truth. So if I'm like, this is who I think I am, you can't go there. See, and I'm going to show you what it is. People ain't going to like it. It's really pride all the way around. It's pride up and it's pride down. Because if you reject what God says you are, it's a form of pride. It's a pride through a lack of understanding. Well, how could God think like that about me? My ways ain't your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. I think you way better than you think about you. I'm going to show you some scriptures that prove it, okay? So we're going to get right identification. It's okay. Now, listen, that's not, I'm not being weird, right? What do some people do? Well, you know, you know, um, churchy, you know, staunchy, churchy people, you know, well, you know, you know, the up, up here, like, I'm a better Christian than you kind of people, you know what I mean, because I don't do, you know what I'm saying, you know what I mean, like, we're going to get it by works, you ain't going to get this by works, you get it by identification, you understand what I mean by identification, meaning like going, oh, okay, I'm not going to identify with me no more, I'm going to identify with him, because I'm not me no more, did you catch it? So that's what starts to do it. Because you, some of you want to stay. Now, listen, I'm proud of my family tree. You know, some of you, now don't get mad at me. I know some of you roll like this. I'm happy where we came from. You know what I mean? I went to Italy. It was funny. I, I, got, I, went, I landed in Milan. I got stuck in Milan. You love this, right? So I told you that story. The guy, I show up. I'm stuck. I can't get out. They're like, oh, the lady's like, okay, give me a ticket. Let me see your name. And I go, oh, my name's Sarno. She goes, oh, Sarno. She goes, oh, there's a town of Sarno. I said, well, praise God. Maybe I'm the mayor or something like this. I said, maybe I should go swing on by. Maybe they'll have a parade for me. She goes, oh, no, it floods there. It's really bad. I said, oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> then I go in the food line because I, like, I got a voucher. I was like, I'm stuck, right? There ain't nowhere to go, right? I'm sitting there. So I'm walking around. And the guy, all the guy wanted to know from America. You're from America? I said, yeah, I'm from Sarno. I said, hey, there's a town for me there. Maybe I'm the governor or something, right? He goes, from America. I go, yeah. He goes, oh, I like a, the Baywatch, the Pamela Anderson. She run on the beach. I said, yeah, this guy over here with the Pamela Anderson running on the beach. I said, forget about it, man. I said, what time is this playing board and get me out of here, right? Yeah, I know you're happy where you came from. It's great. You're Italian. You're Puerto Rican. You're Spanish. Your grandfather was the great. I went to Junior's home. He's the mayor. I went to Guyana. He got the whole, there's 5,500 people. They all, they all know Junior. He's famous. Go to Guyana with him. It's great, right? What am I saying? It's all good. But you got to step out of Sarno, and you got to step out of Junior, and you got to step out of you, and you got to start stepping into him because you ain't you no more. Your lineage isn't you. You're a new creature in Christ. So you can't be like, you know, hey, I'm a little. No, no. And that's good because you want the blessing of the bloodline. That's why this curse business is out the window. You ain't cursed with no curse. You cursed if you probably stay in yourself, but you once you step in Jesus, you blessed. And what God blessed, you cannot curse. Come on, you know what I'm saying? They teach all this goofy stuff, and everybody laps it up like, oh, it's this. It ain't that. I'm not going to go there because I don't want to cause waves, but you ain't cursed. You're blessed. Amen. You're in the lineage of Jesus. There ain't no curse in Jesus. There ain't no curse in you. I'm not in me no more. I stepped out of Christ and stepped into Christ. Glory be to God. Come on, so did you. Come on. But now you got to read the Bible. Now, when I read these scriptures to you, you better go there. Now, this is where, this is where the ministry of application of grace is so strong, you got to believe what the Bible says about you. You know what I'm saying? It's important. Now, here's the thing. Now, I want to clarify something because this keep, just well, it's past Chris, sometimes it seems like you got us working for it. And other times you seem like you got us kicking back and just receiving it. Well, it's never a working for it to achieve it. It's a working in it to perfect it. Does that make sense? 
You see, you got to perfect your faith. Jesus told you that. You can't just be like, you know, you're tweaking on the grow side. You know, because just because it's in the Bible doesn't mean it's yours. You got to receive these promises by faith to become a divine partaker of a divine. Now, access has been granted. But you got to go after it. So that's why some people, well, you know, this is a little bit of work. Well, it's not really work. It's really just grow. You know what I'm saying? Grow into who God said you are, because you are. Look at this scripture. You want to see it? Okay. So following Jesus is going to include self-denial. Okay? Now write that down. You ain't going to like Some people like this. Self-denial and a willingness to completely identify with Christ. Now what do I mean by self-denial? Right? I was telling you, no more selfies. I was laughing the other day. Right? Everybody taking selfies. You take pictures of yourself. Right? No more selfies. Well, in the body of Christ, you have to die to self. Is that? Okay. Now let me explain that. People hear that. They think, like, oh, I don't want to die. Nothing dying. What he was saying was, and I'm going to give you an example in the Bible. What he was saying was this. You got to come out of you and die to the old you in the old way and put on the new man who's been renewed in Christ. Okay, now question. If I don't know the new man, how in the world is this going to process going to happen? It can't. He didn't say can't. I said can't. If you do not know what love does, how in the world are you going to walk in love? So your lack of being educated in the things of God are hindering your future growth. You know what I'm saying? So you got to go, well, what does love act like? Well, love is kind. Love is patient. Put on the new man. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, where's the prototype of the new man? Time out. This is the problem with the church. Well, I'm going to be like you. He never told you to be like me. See, this is the problem. Now, all those hypocritical friends of yours. Now, I'm not, you know, I got them too. Well, all you people in church, you don't act right. No, duh, you don't act right neither. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get them too, you know, like, well, you know, you preachers, I got a buddy, he's a lawyer. You know my buddy, you know, Todd is funny. I say, everybody hate you and me at the same time because you're a thief. I'm a thief. (laughs) Throw a plumber in there, we're all like, you know. No, you know what I'm saying? It's like, no, man, that, that, we get in this mindset where, well, you know, I, I went with these church people, and these people are hypocrites. Well, guess what? You go, you play ball with hypocrites. You go to, you go to do life with hypocrites. Nobody's saying you're a hypocrite. Jesus in the church never said to be like the person sitting next to you. He said, you be like me. I'm holy, so you be holy. So my example is not like I come in here and go, well, I'm a better Christian than Paul, so praise be to God. No, he said, oh, okay, you want somebody to look at? Look at Christ and let him be the mirror and then see how good you're doing compared to what he did when he was in the earth. How many of you got room to grow and you got nothing to say? You know what I'm saying? Because we compare ourselves with one another. Go, man, I'm knocking it out the park compared to No. He said, you be like me. See what I'm saying? So that means we're always in a place of growth. We're always in a place of next level. And we're always in a place in future blessing. See what I'm saying? This is one of the most important revelations we can get from the word of God is understanding who we are in Christ. Identification with Christ will change the way we live and cause us to rise above adversity. It's the only way to get there. You know this stuff, right? Not understanding our identity, right, in Christ will keep us living far below our rights and our privilege in Christ. So what does it mean to have identity? 
it is what? It's normal for us to identify with something or someone because it makes us feel connected and gives us a, a sense of belonging. In our everyday lives, we identify with either a person, or an organization, an occupation, a nationality, or a church. And you know it's true, right? Right? We've re but we've received spiritual identity. This is who you are the minute you get born again. What does it say in you know, the word of God when he says this? You're a new creature in Christ. What does that even mean? You know these scriptures, but I, I want you to look at this other one because I like this, right? Okay? What does that mean? I'm a new creature in Christ, never one been like me before. Not only did Jesus die for me in Calvary, he raised me up together to sit with him. We're going to look at that. But I want you to look at Galatians 2.18, Okay? Now, in the, in the Passion, we're going to read 2.18 through 21, and then we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 2. I want you to see these scriptures. Write these down, and then you meditate in these, or you just look at them over, or you let them just go there. For if, well, for if I start over and reconstruct the old religious system that I have torn down with the message of grace, I will appear to be one who turns his back on the truth. Now, let me explain something about this message of grace. Everybody's like, well, you know, are you grace people or what? No, grace is just grace and faith and word of faith. Are you grace? It's all the Bible, man. Right. The message of grace is not outside of the Bible, but you can't have a pendulum all the way, you know, one ditch or the other. So you got to live in the middle of the road of revelation. Are we, do we believe in grace? Yes. Grace is the empowerment factor for you to live the life in Christ. You were saved by grace through faith. Does that make sense? So you got, you got grace yep. to give you what? You got faith and grace access. This is what happens. Faith does this. Faith goes, I believe. Boom. The minute it believes, it accesses grace, and grace released every plan of redemption you could possibly have. And whose redemption plan was this? This is what Christ had for you. That's why he said God's riches at Christ's expense. That was redemption. It wasn't your plan. It was his plan. But you, by faith, receive with grace and power. It's not your faith doing it. It's your faith accessing it. Does that make sense? Your faith is like a ticket. You bring to the counter and go, here's my ticket. It goes, okay, you got your faith ticket? Good. Now you got access. You see it? You pulling it in? So that's what it is. So they work together. But he said, look, he said, if you want to go back and build this on a religious system, we're going to be in trouble. He said, no, stay in the truth. Now watch this. Watch 19, 20, 21. It's really good. But, but because the Messiah lives in me, I am now dead to the law's dominion over me so I can live for God. Ain't that cool? He said, I ain't, living in, I ain't living in the law, and I'm living free of the dominion of the law. So I'm broken free because, of, because the freedom came from truth. Does that make sense? So the truth of the gospel got you here. Now look what he says in verse 20. Now this is big. I love it in the Passion. Now, write, write this, this scripture down, and you can pull it up tonight, or you can pull And if you don't go back and go over this stuff, don't worry about it. Get it right now. Look what he says. My, now, this is what you got. Well, who am I? You this. So you can't, but I don't think I'm like that. You got to be like this. You have to reprogram yourself. Does that make sense? So this is what he's saying. He said, my old, my old identity. You want to know what? That's why I must say something. I don't mind you looking at your past, but don't keep talking about your past. You know what I'm saying? You can look back at, a, at the past as a signpost to show you where you're going, but why you got to go meddling over there? The good, the bad, leave it there. Bump it. Just leave it in the back. You know what? We went, through, yeah, okay. Good, I learned from it. Let's go. I just sat with somebody the other day. I said, have you not learned through your mistakes? Everybody has. Does everybody write the book in what to do? I write the book what not to do. 
This is how you don't get in trouble, right? This is how you don't do this. So sometimes you learn more by what not to do than what to do. Don't worry about it. Read it. My, I've been using this scripture, but I love it, right? Doesn't it? My old identity has been co-crucified with the Messiah, and what? No longer lives. So your old identity don't live no more. This is who I was. Now, there's nothing wrong with, guys, please understand me. There's nothing wrong with looking back and saying, man, I did, did great accomplishments. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is lose the human you and pick up the spiritual you. Does that make sense? Yep. Get rid of the human you because you're, you're a new creature in Christ. Never been one like you before. You're a spirit being. You have a mind, a will, and emotions, and you live in a body. So once you fix your identity, what happens is you, you, you get this. You get agreement. Amos 3.3 says two people can't walk together unless they got agreement. So if you don't agree, we got a problem because we got rejection. When you got rejection, you got problems. Pop it up there. You got to see this now. Let them see that thing. You got that? Yeah, 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 yeah. What? No, for the nails. Now, you better... Let me tell you, this is a stretch. This one, if I read this one scripture said, hey, that's one scripture for today, this is going to take work, man. Because look at what you got to do here. For what? For the nails, look at this, and no longer lives, for the nails of his cross crucified me with him. How in the heaven did that happen? Because you, now you got to understand something. You were in him when he was on the cross. Right. That, was, that, was, that was the spiritual application of Calvary. You were there. Now, were you physically there? No. no. But you were spiritually there. That's why he uses all this terminology, risen with him again through death and baptism. I didn't even know I died. Why do you think you got to be born again? Because you died. Y'all dead. You didn't go to your own funeral? You should have went. It was good. I'm going to send flowers to myself. Glory to God. You know what I'm saying? But you got to, you see this now. It's the Bible. You got to, Pastor Chris, you crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm brainwashing. Somebody asked me one time, Do you, you brainwash those people. I said, I hope to God I am. I pray to God I'm brainwashing you. I hope, I, I hope it's sticking. Yeah, because I don't want you to think you're you. You're not you. You're what he says you are. But read, did you read this? So check this out, right? Look what he's saying. And watch this. So I got crucified with it. So really what that means is substantiation, transubstantiation is basically this. Like, we're exchanging positions, right? And, 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 and but really what we need to do, this is really good, I thought this. You change expositions supernaturally, and we need to change um, the posture of it. Um, this is really good, right? It happened. We got to get the mind for it. It's really cool. I'm seeing this, right? So this was say, he's like, okay, let's do this. I'm going to give you my place through the spirit realm, and then you have to renew your mind in the natural realm, what I gave you spiritually. So what happens is, it's like, okay, I'm going to crash course this and give it all to you the minute you get born again, and now you spend the rest of your life discovering who you are. So what happens is, through this exchange, better word, I'm going to give you everything I did on the cross, so you could have it in your life, but now your journey is going to be, you have to discover what I gave you and then produce application to renew your mind to who you really are. See it? And here's the thing about God. God's so good. He didn't, you know what, this is why this is so cool. God wasn't like, oh, give them a little and give them a little. Now he's like, the minute you got saved, I gave you everything. Now discover who you are. Ain't no holding you back. This is why you got to go to church. And you got to get in an atmosphere 
where the, the atmosphere is doing something for you. Because it's like what I'm saying, you're just putting in you, and then God will ignite it through the Holy Ghost. So look what it says, right? Crucified with me. The nails of his cross crucified me with him. Man, that's deep. That's deep. That's deep, man. I said those nails that went through him nailed you. See, now this make you humble. Because you realize, man, God, you're so good to me that you, you, you know where, you know where I, you know how lost we were? And then somebody, even the people that grew up in church, you know how lost you were? See, ain't no difference. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. Now that's a big one. You know what he's saying there? You want to stop living for yourself. You know what I mean? My life ain't, your life ain't your own, man. It's okay, but you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, ask God, God, what do you need from me? What do you want from me? Now, he don't want nothing bad. You know what I mean? He just wants you to live for him, you know? So let's say, for the anointed one lives his life through me, right? We live in union as one, and my new life, whoo, watch this, is now what? Is empowered by the faith of God, the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me, and he what? He dispenses his life into mine. Now look at the next verse, and it's okay. It's just a more, it's a readable, right? So that is why I don't, what? View God's grace as something minor or peripheral, for it's keeping the law could release God's righteousness to me, then the anointing wouldn't have died for nothing. He's like, I ain't in here because I'm good. I ain't in here because I did the right thing. I'm in here because righteousness set me at the seat. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, ain't that good? Now, you, now, most people don't know what righteousness is. Now, that's why, you know what I'm saying? But what is righteousness? Righteousness was given to me, and righteousness doesn't come and go. You were made righteous. Ooh, you want to see it? All right, for time, you want this? Let me give him this. We got New King James up there? You got New King James? Can you give me Ephesians 2, 4 through 7 in New King James? Because y'all know what happened over there, right? 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says what? If any man be in Christ, you just go to Ephesians. Uh, I got this one there. Thank you. You're doing a great job, right? If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. That same verse in the living Bible says this. When someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He's not the same anymore. A new life has begun. Did you get that? Let me read it again. I read it fast. You know how we said, if, well, we love, you love, everybody loves 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Oh, I'm a new creature of Christ. Never been one like me before. You know what the living Bible says? Listen to what the living Bible says about your new in Christ reality. You ready for it? Okay, everybody say, read. Right? The same verse in the living Bible. When someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He's not the same anymore. A new life has begun. Now, here's what you got to do. You got to teach the outside what the inside has got. You see it? Now, there ain't two parts of you, but I got to find out who I am. Man, some of you were ripping and running and acting a fool back in the day. Right? Now you are a new creature in Christ. Come on, right? Remember that story Brother Hagin tells? I, I screw it up every time. I don't even want to tell it no more. You know, but his buddies tried to bring him back to, you know, doing something stupid. When I went home, it was like that. They want to try to label you from 20 years ago. You're like, man, this ain't going to work. Remember when we did that? They asked Brother Hagin, remember when you did that? He said, I'm a new creature. <laughs> oh, space cadet, right? Can you imagine going to your bunnies? Like, remember when we did that? Remember when we did that? Remember that? We got in trouble? I'm a new creature. He would not identify himself. Write this down. Stop identifying with people and pictures and past that has nothing to do with the new you. Woo! That'll preach. Stop identifying. Now, stop identifying 
what people, pictures, and the past that do not basically confirm the brand new you. Now, here's the problem with people. I don't know the new me. That's why you come to church, man. Because I got a scripture for you. I'm going to show you. And I got to show you this other one. I, I've been reading this scripture for years. I never understood how you can get beyond this scripture in, in, in Colossians. It used to mess me up. Okay? So write these scriptures down. I work to get these scriptures to you. You I want you to get them. So look at these Ephesians one. You got to believe it. And I say, well, you know, I still act funny. I got everything figured out. All you got to do is listen to me. <laughs> I do because I, was, I, was, I didn't like it. I was sitting in the seat where you were, and I go, why do I talk so stupid if I got the abundance of the heart is my mouth is connected to God? I'm going to tell you how I got all this stuff. God answered every question. God answered this. I had this question. i never forget. It was March. It was March of like, I don't know, 2000. I had this question. It was bugging me. I asked God. I said, how in the heaven can I be talking real good one minute and talking like a total moron the next? I wasn't cussing or nothing like, you know, cussing ain't bad for all you people. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't like, what's wrong with Pastor Chris's mouth? I was talking this goofiness, letting my flesh get the best of me. I said, how in the world could this be the abundance of my spirit? And God's like, faith's two places, in your mouth and in your heart. And wherever you connect it is what you'll speak out of. And that's when I didn't understand fruit. Because fruit seems like it takes time to grow. I got an orange tree at the house. It doesn't grow real good. It's a pain. You, sometimes you go back there, there's oranges. Sometimes you go back there, there's not. You can't just grow fruit anytime you want. It takes time. You know, you've seen that tree. You just go out there and think, so all of a sudden it's great fruit. And I said, wait a minute. I said, if you know me by my fruit, in the world am I going to fix this? And that's when God started telling me, he said, fruit changes real quick, daily. I said, how in the heaven are you going to, because I'm picturing natural fruit. You know what I'm saying? This takes a long time to grow this thing. How in the heaven am I going to just be one minute speaking good, and you know how long it's going to take me 20 years to run programs? He goes, no, 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 no. Your fruit is determined upon the source of where you base truth. I could sound like God if I speak what God says, but I could also sound like the devil. If I speak what he says, you're the only, that's when God told me, he said, you're the only person that can do that. I can't. Oh, my God, I almost fell out of the car. What did he say? He said, I can't speak anything but life. That's all that's in me. But you, and I got news for you, you know what he told me? He said, the devil, that joker, he said, if you stuck him in a chair, that joker lie all day. It's today, Sunday, he tell you, no, it's Tuesday. He's a liar. <laughs> Ain't no truth in him. Truth can't be found in him. Right. He twists everything. Right. So watch this. He said, you're the only being that can speak out of either place. Man, think about it, it's true because you fell, but you came back. So you have the ability to speak like God or you got the ability to speak like a normal moron. Don't do it. Don't be it. It ain't you. You're not moron. You're very smart people. You understand what I'm saying? But every time you put your tongue and connect it to the wrong stuff, it don't work. You see what I'm saying? How in the world? Doesn't that make more sense? Oh, the abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. If my heart dives in over here, that's what I got. Soul and spirit connecting the heart. So if soul and spirit connect in the heart, the only thing that can divide it is the word of God. Hebrews 4 and 12. So if the word of God here, come on, man. Come on, you smart, bright, good-looking Christians. If the word of God can separate it, then the word of God can connect it. And the closer I become a word person to what God said, the more I start getting spiritual alignment. And now I start releasing the capacity of greater inside of me to change the world. And it changes my world first. And then after, go back and watch the summit. I got a right, man, God told me that. He said, your confession isn't just for out in the world. He said, your confession is to write upon the tablet of your heart and to write upon your soul. Because your soul has got to be reprogrammed. And the fastest way to get there is your words. 
I got to tell myself who I am. Affirmations. Do you get it? Okay, so you see, I'm, see why I'm teaching you stuff? So now look over here. Look, we can, do, we can wrap this up, and then right after this, we're going to go, pop that up there, please. You're doing great. Right? Look, and then I'm going to give you this other one. Right after this one, I want to go here, because I like this. Um, I want to find this. You got to go to, uh, after this, stay right here. I'm going to read this, but this is where we can set it up. I want to look at Colossians 1, 21 and 22. You can put it in the, uh, you can put that in the King James. Let's read this, and then we'll go. You all right? Everybody doing good? I got you thinking? Good, it's good. But God, who was rich in mercy because of his great love, which he what? Loved us. Look what he says. Even when you were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you've been saved. Now read that slow. Read that slow. You see it? Even when you were dead, I made you alive. Now remember when he told Abraham, quickened the dead and called those things that be not as though they were? You know what he's saying? You know what he's saying? He's saying the same thing he's saying here. I made you alive with me when you were dead. How'd that happen? When I went to the cross, you came. I was, you now what? Because he tells you, he tells you, I'm, I'm kind of loaded it up because when you get to verse 7, he says, I set you in heavenly places. Now, keep going. Even when you were dead, look at verse 6. Watch this. And raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Well, wait a minute now. What you mean? Wait. No, here's the deal. You were out. I died. Put you in me. Now I got you seated with me in heavenly places in Christ. Now one goes slow, right? Look what he says here. Made us sit together where? Heavenly places where? Now watch this now. In Christ Jesus. You mean him. Don't that sound like Ephesians 1 and 3? Don't go there. Gave me all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Don't it sound like Colossians 1.27? Remember we started with these? What is the mystery of the church? What is the mystery of the church? Christ in me, the hope of glory. Well, here's these heavenly places again. Where's these heavenly places? In me, in Christ. Christ in me, I'm in him. Don't listen. Just believe it. Don't try to figure it out. It'll blow your mind. Trinity, stop. Stop, man. Stop. God is, what? God the Father, God the Son, they're one forget i just believe it you that's the problem you can't try to naturally understand this a virgin birth cut it out dude stop just believe it but see this is what i'm saying you believe all this other stuff just believe it god's true but you see what he's saying here sounds like those heavenly places but made us sit together in heavenly places now i'm sitting in heavenly places inside in christ seated Seated right there at the right hand of the Father. Look at verse 7. Look at verse 7. We're going to Colossians. we got to go. Look at verse 7. Right. That in the ages to come, he might show you what? Exceeding riches of what? His grace in his kindness towards us in Christ. He's like, you're going to see exceeding riches of grace. Man, that's so strong. He's like, man, you're so wired for success. You can't even see straight if this thing hits you. It'll make you dizzy in the Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? Like, my God, God's got a, such a bright future. Now, look at Colossians 1, 121. You can play. Go to Colossians You got to write these down. Just write them down. You got to meditate in these. Take three scriptures. Meditate on these for a week. Take one. You meditate on, you meditate on Colossians 120. When I read this scripture back in the day, it reprogrammed my head. I did not even know this scripture existed in the Bible. I read it. I said, dude, you, I don't know who I am. You know, God, God, you know, God does not reprove you. Now, listen, let me explain something to you. You read this and you go, you have to be careful with some of this. 
Because like, Pastor Chris, you tell me he corrects me. He does correct you, but he lovingly corrects you. You know what I'm saying? He's not correcting you like, hey, you know, like rough, but here's what it is. He does not blame you. See, here's the problem with people. People have correction, right, and they think they're, they're not good because they get corrected. No, you, get, you know why you get corrected? Because somebody loves you. You get corrected because somebody loves you. You want to know, know why kids act out, act all crazy? No, serious, I'm being serious. You, want, they, you know what? The kids, that they want, they want attention. It's negative attention. They want somebody to love them. You know why these kids that nobody loves at home and they run around acting a fool, you want to know why? They want to be noticed. Will somebody notice me? Doing crazy stuff, it's true. So God corrects you because he loves you. But he's not displeased with you. Read this. You got to see this. Look at this. Colossians 121, right? We're going to read 21 and 20. And you that were some, ooh, come on, somebody. I'm telling you, man, I'm going to pull this up because I, I might even read a little bit more of this because I like this, right? Okay? I like this. You thought, this is what I think. You know what I think we think sometimes? I think we think sometimes that because we're in this spot, yeah, you got to go to Colossians 121. Got it? Good. You got, in, you got that in, uh, and you that were sometimes aliens and enemies. What do we got up there? That's fine. That's what I got. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now how he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, look at 22, unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Look at that. You want to see that again? And you who were what? 21. Look. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by works, yet now he reconciled. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind. And in your mind. Stop thinking that in your mind. That ain't who you are. And you sometimes were aliens and enemies in your mind by works, yet now how's he reconciled. Woo! You know what that means? Reconciliation. You know how you got reconciled? Through redemption. You know what reconciliation means? I redeemed you, man. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Perfect. Righteousness don't rub off. You know what I'm saying? He made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You can't undo it. You can live beneath it, but he ain't going to undo it. You getting this? I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Who you think you are? I think I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm sitting in heavenly places with Christ. That's what he told me I am. Why are you listening to people on the earth don't know nothing about you trying to tell you who you are? Come on, man, stop. You better qualify who speaks into you. You better hang around me. I'll tell you who you are. Yeah, I'll give you a hard time, too, about it. Take your place. Now, read this slow, and we're done. And you were sometimes alienated. That's who you thought you were, but wait, yet now he reconciled you. Ooh, come on, somebody. Look at the next one. Look at the next one. You better get excited about this. Johnny got excited about it. Johnny, I know, I know, I, I'm telling you, man, Billy excited about it. In the body of his flesh through death. How do he reconcile you? In his body through death. He said, let me tell you, I put you in me. You better, you want to see something? I put you in me and put me on the cross. He the baddest man walking the face of Jesus. That is a bad man. He said, I got it. Put them in me and put me on that cross. Don't take me down. I come down if I want to come down, but I want to stay up. And if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Man. Man. That's what he did. 
Let me tell you why you're reconciled. Let me tell you why. Because I did it. I fixed it. That's what he's saying. I put you in me to present you. Why did you do it? Oh, my God. I don't know how you ain't shouting, yelling, or you ain't paying attention. Look at what I'm reading. In the body of his flesh through death. Why'd you do that, Jesus? To present you before him. I'm going to throw something. You better tie me up. To do what did you do? I put you in me and put me on the cross so I can present you before my father as you being holy, unblameable, and unreprovable. Not because of your action, but because of my position. I put you with me on the cross. Now watch what he says. Unreprovable in his sight. What's that mean? Cannot be found to found correction in. Now you got to live up to your label. You got to live up to the label, baby. Come on. You know, like when you go shopping, I know how some of you roll. Why that cost so much? Open the jacket. It'll tell you why. The label. The label. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You, you know what I'm saying, man. Some things are more expensive because the label. Come on, don't. Catch up. You know what I'm saying? Who, who, who purchased Jesus? You got to like Jesus liner. That's priceless, man. You know what I'm saying? Who bought you, Jesus? Where'd you get that, Jesus? Who what? Unreprovable, man. He paid for you? He paid for me. Who bought? You know, you ever get anybody to punch your ticket? Get, Dennis is doing it for me today. I'm going to walk in on his juice. I'm going to walk in with his juice on. Put a lanyard on my neck say, I'm here because of his juice. That's what Jesus did with you. He put his lanyard around you and said, you mine. <laughs> That's what he did. He said, you mine. I take that one and that one and that one and that one. Give them all and put them in me and let's do this thing. Are you pulling this in? Amen. Now watch what he says. Now what? Now here you go. What's the condition? 23. And it's really not conditional. Now watch. The position is not conditional. Access is. Well, how do I say this juiced? You ain't got no faith in what you heard. And until you put faith in that, what you heard... You don't get access at the level you could. Does that make sense? Look what he says. He said, if you continue in the faith, what? Grounded and settled. And be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you heard. And which was preached unto you and every other preacher, because Paul was made a minister. That made no sense. I don't really care about that. He was saying, look, this is what I've been preaching, but this makes the sense. If you can stay grounded and settled in the faith which you just heard, you can have the access to what he gave you. You got a, you got a, you got a ball. You know what I mean? You got to walk it. I got access. See it? Next time you think, oh, God's mad at me. God ain't mad at me. I'm unreprovable in his sight. God loves me. I can't wait for tomorrow. Why? He loves me every day just as much as he did yesterday. Even when I act like a bonehead, he's still loving me. You ever just pull a real, real, real no-brainer? You know, I like to call them no-brainers when I go do something like it. I didn't use my brain at all. I really botched it up. You ever do one of them? You all lie in church and try to get away with it, right? Have you ever really been a real puller? Come on, stand up on your feet. Have you really, really pulled the real, you know, I used to call it like a real, real, ooh, you pulled the real, woo, good one, right? You ever just look at God and go, I know you made so cool. I just got to fix some stuff in the earth, you know? <laughs> you never did that? Got the whole house mad at you? Oh, yeah, I've done it all the time, right? Got the whole house mad at me. I just look up, I was like, ah, you still good with me. <laughs> You're walking in the park, everybody mad at you. The whole place mad at you. You're like, ah, God, you mean you're still good? He's like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> Unreprovable in his sight. Now, access it by faith. Access the revelation of what you heard today by faith each and every day of your life, and you can have the ability within it. 
Now, if you start shooting that down, you can't have access to it even though it's yours. It's like a bank account without numbers. You got a million bucks in there. You can't access it without their PIN code. That's what Jesus is saying. Say, get the right code. Come on in. Who are you? Who do you say that I am? Oh, you better pick up Jesus. Jesus is slick. He's slick, not in a slick like snot, like slide way. He's slick like smart way. Jesus, are you the son of God? Who do you say that I am? I know who I am. You don't have to try to label me to come down to your level. Let's, I'm telling you, man, he understood who he was. But you know what? He had to renew his mind to who he was. I'm telling you, he did. Everybody gets all like, oh, it's Jesus, it's special privileges. No, it's not. Renew your mind. And everybody's like, well, I, I, how do you know? And now watch this. Okay, I'm done. How do you know your mind's renewed? Watch your mouth. What's coming out of your mouth? You're talking lack, sick, broke, weak, this, that. I'm going to tell you right now, it's better off not to identify with anything outside of your covenant rights. Don't identify with it. You ain't got to talk too much. Just stop talking. Just stop talking. What you going to do? I told you that time I went to that fancy car shop. You know, I was young, dude. I was 20-something years old. You know, and they press you when you get in there. You know, and it was way out of my league. I was like, man, that thing's nice. And the guy really was trying to make the move. You know, God bless all you car guys. You know what I mean? I got them in here. You know, they're great. They're like, well, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? I don't want to tell this dude. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't even buy the tire, bro. At the speed where I was at right then and there, I was like, that car is expensive, man. Right? And he, and, he, and he looked at me straight up, bro. Aaron, you're going to love this. He looks at me straight up. He goes, well, what do you think? I said, I like it. He goes, you like it? And he was pushing me, pushing me, pushing me. And I looked and I said, I didn't know what to do. I pressed out, so I didn't know what to do. So I just was this. I said, I don't know what color I want. I'll be back. <laughs> I don't want the black one, the red one, the white one. I didn't want to speak negative. I said, I don't, I don't know what color I want. I'll probably come back, right? I'll come back. I get it. You know, I'm going to be all right. But I don't know what color I want. Why? I wasn't going to speak unbelief. Don't let Jesus say, some of you talk too much. I got all these problems. I got all these aches and pains. Be quiet. Tell Jesus about this stuff. Don't go blabbing your mouth all over the place and then undoing your mouth and un- identification. You know, you pull in the neighborhood, you know, you see that fancy house. It ain't just about stuff, guys. I just could use stuff to help you reprogram your head because I don't know what's internally in your mind. You're a loser. Who told you you're a loser? You ain't no loser. You look in the mirror and you don't think you look good? Tell that mirror, shut up. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the dopest looking of them all? Me. That's who. Tell that mirror. Mirror, mirror. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Who's the one that looked in the mirror? Who looked in the mirror? I don't know, Cinderella? I don't know, what was it? Snow White? Snow White. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the most handsome of them all? Boom, me. Come on. You better talk to that mirror. Look, I'm playing with you. Why are you letting a mirror talk to you? Are you? I'm not talking about a real mirror talking back. I'm talking about your identity inside. Well, you Packer, you fat. I ain't fat. I'm fluffy. Come on, a little fluffy. Come on, you know what I'm saying? You got to talk back to this stuff. That mirror says, you little bald. Nah, bald's beautiful. Come on, shiny. Looks good. I tan well. Come on. I don't know. I'm, I'm talking about you, not me. I'm not into me. I'm into you right now. What's talking to you? Nobody can love me. Who in the world? What do you talk back to it? We can't make it. Who said you can't make it? Who told you this stuff? Stop it. It ain't who you are. Say, if it does not identify with 
a Colossians 1.20. You should examine it like a lawyer. Excuse me, wait a minute. Uh, excuse me, honor. I'd like to, I'd like to approach the stand. What? I got a witness. Colossians 1.21 right here in the articles of the New Covenant Testament right here. It says, Colossians 1.21, I am unreprovable in the sight of man and God. Hallelujah, amen. Go in there like, come on, man, fight back. You got to win this day. Who are you? Identify what only Christ said about you, not what you think you are. You know how to do this. Let's do it, amen. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, I thank you for today. Thank you for the change. I thank you for the transformation. I thank you for the power, the ability, and the ultimate opportunity to be who he said you are. Because that's who we are. And we know it, we believe it, we receive it, and we accept it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen. Glory to God. God bless you. Come on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.